0: I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Isaac Rosenberg. He's in the heart of the universe, New York City. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So it's uh, interesting times in real estate in the city. Uh, give us a snapshot. What's going on? What's working well, and what's uh,
1: challenging right now? Well, everything seems to be challenging right now. Um, it was a fun year from from the most part, um, but definitely a lot of things started shifting uh, over the past few months uh with uh, obviously starting with the interest rates starting with uh the stock market the war and it seems like it took some time for that to catch up but i feel that it's pretty much caught up um tables have definitely turned um buyers are hard to come by these days right but Eight months ago, you would get uh, 5, 10, 15, 20 offers per home bidding wars, whether it was even for renting or for uh, purchase. Um, on the sale side, that has really, really slowed down. Uh, on the rental side, it was still on a tier until about, I would say, a month ago. Um, the last month, it really kind of has slowed a bit. It hasn't uh, come to a screeching halt at all, but it's starting to kind of level out a little bit.
0: Actually, I've never heard of bidding wars for a rental.
1: Oh, it's, uh, it, it became the new normal over the past two years. Uh, in New York, if you were, weren't were bidding on an apartment, it probably wasn't a very good one. Right.
0: So right now, you know, uh, business still goes on. There's still transactions happening. And real estate agents need to be, uh, you know, more confident and more focused. So what are some of the ways realtors can, you know, stay in the zone? Because it's a matter of doing the right things consistently is how you achieve success. So why don't you give us like a list of five things that they should be focused on right now?
1: Well, I'll see if I can come up with five, but you pretty much nailed it. That's basically the way to stay in the zone is to stay in the zone and stay consistent because that's the only way it works. Um, I, I heard a good metaphor recently, Nice. if you could brush your teeth once and you were done for the year, if you brush your teeth once a year for 10 minutes, 20 minutes and be done for the year, that would be great. But obviously it doesn't work that way. If You have to do it every day, a few times a day. And the same thing is with real estate or any sales, um, or any, anything you want to achieve in life. Um, I think it really is. Most real estate agents know the basic things and know what they do well or what comes more natural to them, but to continue meeting people, continuing to talk to people, continuing the outreach, maybe even, not maybe, definitely stepping it up even. because for the past two years, there was so much inbound. Um,
0: yeah, people got lazy.
1: People are definitely lazy and when the market's good, you really don't need to work that hard to generate business. Now you really have to go out there and earn business. You really have to get
0: right. the business. So there's a disconnect between knowing what to do and actually doing it. That's and you know, I work with a lot of realtors and sometimes, you know, that's the crux of the issue is like something within them stops them from doing the things they want to do. And so uh, Have you ever had one of those situations in your life where you were like not executing at the level you want and how did you, A, figure that out and B, what method did you use to kind of break through that barrier?
1: So my entire life, I've not been executing at the level I would want. Um, I always feel I should be doing more and I could be doing more and no matter what I achieve, I don't feel like it's enough, which is probably the greatest blessing and the biggest curse um, but that's who I am um, having said that I think every day I feel I should be executing at a higher level some, yeah. days, some days you have it in you some days not for me I think what's important is to understand certain days you have your A-game certain days you don't um, every day I try to move every single thing I have going on one step ahead, obviously, right?
0: That's the secret to success.
1: And even when I don't feel like it, it's like get on the phone and try to move it one step forward. You don't have to finish the deal today. You don't have to make the deal happen. But one day of not uh, not paying attention to something, not trying to move it forward costs you a week. It costs you a month. Like, everything just starts falling down. So, I mean, Michael Jordan didn't score 40 points every every night. Right. He had games where he sco- scored 40 points, and he had a lot of games where he only scored 20, 20, 25, and he's the greatest player to ever play um, because he didn't have games where he scored 40 and games where he scored zero. So I feel like we all have 40 game. 40 point games and we all have games where we really don't show up, but if you can show up just enough to do absolutely uh, the minimum. You could do
0: like uh, two points in a game.
1: Yeah. you're doing taking some- that effort.
0: So for me personally, uh, like I like working out. So I'm not like a big muscle guy, but it just makes me happy. And one of the reasons I do that so consistently is I'm afraid that if I don't do it for two days in a row, then I won't do it for the next two weeks. And then after two weeks, it might be another month before I get back into it, and it'll take so much effort to get back to do it. So I just consistently do it every day It's just part of the routine and just makes it easy. And I think for realtors, that time of talking with potential customers and past customers should be that touchstone every day. It's like, uh, I prospect, therefore I am.
1: It's the more you're in the business, the more, number one, you're in the business and have, what to talk about, know what to talk about, have the confidence to talk about it. Take a week off and you're done.
0: Yeah. So uh, my sister, when she was in this field, it was like uh, she does display windows and layouts in stores. And I said, that's not your job. And she goes, oh, what do you mean? It's not my job. So that's the candy. The job is getting clients and you get the privilege of doing the creative work. Yeah. And if you think the, the job is the creative work, then you're not doing the prospecting, and that way is a great way to be a starving artist and fulfill a cliche.
1: Yeah, it, it's a means to an end.
0: All right, so uh, how long have you been in the industry?
1: Six years.
0: Sixteen years?
1: Six, six no. Six,
0: but it feels like 16. I, I get that. Yeah, sometimes. Right, so what's the biggest lesson you've learned in this six years?
1: One biggest lesson might be difficult, but something that I wish I not only knew, but really paid attention to every single day since I got into the business is that every person you meet, every hand you shake is a potential, um, $50,000, hundred thousand dollar lifelong client, obviously, depending on the market you're in, uh, Right. and it usually doesn't show up day one, it'll take, it'll take 12. 6, 12, 18, 24, 36, or maybe even a lot more than that. But if you, the way I see it is real estate is a part, for some people, a part time job. There's no part time about it. Um, It's a full time job. And if you do it full time and you're, you know, that five, six, seven days a week, nine to five, nine to seven, nine to nine, whatever your hours are, it doesn't really obviously have to have set hours, but that within those times, you're a real estate agent, you're a real estate professional, and every day you look to add value to consumers, whether it is helping them understand the rental market, the sales market, selling, buying, whatever it is. If you continue doing that every single day, it adds up. So for most people, when they go to work at a night, in a nine-to-five job, they get paid for every hour they're there or a salary. They don't uh-huh. think at the end of the day or at the end of the week, oh, I worked for nothing because they got a salary. With For real estate agents, it should be the same thing because if you put in all of that work, you're gonna get a salary. It's gonna be way bigger than most salaries or it should be um, and it it, com- it doesn't come in the form of a W-2 but it is a salary. It's the salary you're getting paid for doing all that work consistently every day. And it's it, you never know where it's going to come from. But if you keep doing the things you know that you need to do, it, it comes around.
0: Brilliant. Uh, one of the things, uh, you know, we've talked to a lot of giants in the industry. And one of the things they say, the first thing about real estate, it's a job. You need to work hard. 100%. You can't be like, uh, you know, oh, well, I'm going to do this and see what ha- see what happens. It's like, hey treat it as a job and work hard. And this is how you build a successful career. And people that are uh, really good at this still prospect every single day.
1: So I agree with all of that, except I'll. I, for me, I would change it. It's not a job, it's you're building a business, you're building right. a career. Most people do their job just over broke, right? Just enough not to be fired, right. all those things. Um, if you do real estate, with that attitude, you won't do well. Um, it's a business. Like for me, after a couple of years in the business, I, I was like, I don't wanna only be able to make as many dollars as I have hours. Because that's, even even within real estate, you're still trading time for money. Right. You can only show 10 homes a day or whatever it is. So the only way to change that is to create a business rather than have a job.
0: Brilliant so uh how many transactions did you do last year
1: last year being uh 2021 yeah i don't remember and that's something i should be able to answer um and i'm numbers are very very important and i'm not a big numbers guy but what i can tell you is in 2022 i've done about 100 transactions
0: which is freaking amazing congratulations
1: thank you so I made a lot more money on about five of those transactions than the 95 other ones. Um, The 95 other ones is building my business and paying my business. The five is paying for my investments and everything else. Um, And they're both, they're, they're both equally important. It's the chance to scale. And with five, five transactions, even, any amount of dollars it, you're not scaling there's no need to right scale. but with hundred transactions the only way you can do that consistently is by scaling.
0: absolutely uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier was uh, you know you know you could be doing better and so mindset is like such a critical piece and there's so many thoughts around mindset it's like you know affirmations and I love affirmations for this one basic reason if I said you know I'm incredibly attractive to women I'm incredibly, I can say it a lot. It's not gonna make it true. But one of the things it is gonna do is this, is that after the third time I say it, especially if it's not true, then an inner voice comes up and says, who are you kidding? And the trick to greatness is finding where that voice comes from, what it's connected to. So one of the things I do with realtors is very much help them figure out where they're stuck. And a recent client, uh, it's like, you know, what's the issue? And it was a similar issue. And the issue was, uh, you know, I've kind of lost stuff. I know I could be doing a lot better not doing it. And the very first thing we found was one part of his mindset is like, I know I could be great at this. And as he's telling me that, strong voice, strong gestures. And then he goes like this with the other hand. But you know, it's been like a really tough year and things haven't been going well. And change of tone, gestures are weak on this side. But Umar, I know I can do this. And as soon as someone does that, you know there's a
1: inner conflict. There's something holding them back. There's some- yeah, and
0: one part they know what they want. The other part is you don't deserve. You're not good enough, or whatever. And that's what we resolved. And for him, it's like confidence is off the charts. Uh, he just told me a story today because it's like one issue, one month resolved. Have a nice day. Move on with your life. And he said, uh, "There's a client of mine, and as I was going to another uh, client before I turned the corner, you know, we didn't sell their house, and I just knew." There was going to be a soul sign on the house and they didn't come back to me to do it. He said, I turned the corner and sure enough, there was soul sign there. And in the past, that would have like totally bummed me out for like a week. He says, but it just didn't impact me. I just went to my open house. I sold that house on that uh, open house. And just the mindset was like totally off the charts positive. And I think that's kind of what I want to do for the world is really teach people how to take charge of this, because mindset is the number one determining factor, how well we do in life. So let me ask you, Isaac, tell me about where you felt the strongest, like doing real estate, like one of those transactions where you just felt, baby, I can do anything. Tell me about that transaction.
1: I mean, every single transaction I've ever done from $2,000 a month to $6 million purchases. When, so
0: tell me one where you really kind of connected with the buyers and this was like really important to you. All of them are important. Was there one that, that stands out? So my
1: biggest my biggest sale this year was a $6 million uh, purchase where I represented the buyer. And the buyers were moving from the West Coast. The husband flew in for three days, showed him 40 homes in three days. He flew wow. back. Yep. Flew back. Wife came. I showed That's her, cool. you know, the 10 winners winners yeah of the of the 40 plus one that we couldn't get get into the week before she fell in love with that home the The plus one the one that 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 the husband didn't see the minute we walked into that home and i always say the sale starts from the initial contact every Uh sale doesn't matter who you're selling which side of the transaction you're on but that was in the height of the market market was insane here you couldn't like every single home had five offers over ask, etc. So we walked in. The minute we walked in, we walked in with their daughter. The daughter stole the show, stole the show. She's like two years old. Oh cute wow! Cute dress stole the show, right? Agents on the listing agents fell in love with her. So that was the start. Then she went home, telling her husband, "This is the home." Husband had to fly back from the West Coast to see it. Before but we had started offering somehow, and I still don't know what I did right, but we outbid technically, except our bid wasn't higher, another agent who was bidding on that home for a family member. And I just have to believe that because every step of that transaction up to them, I did everything that I believe is the right way to do it. Um, I was transparent, I was friendly, I wasn't being, like you know, a lot of people in this business feel like they have to flex their egos. I was doing none of that. I was letting my clients 2 year old So being
0: yourself, the authentic Isaac showed up to play.
1: That, but also even pulling out a trick, letting the two-year-old charm the agents. And it works. Why? Because it just does. We like little kids. They're cute. And we somehow got that home for 100 or 200 grand less than the other highest offer than the other agent who was offering for their family. I mean, like,
0: all right. So Isaac in that transaction, uh, where did you feel the, the happiest, the most powerful? Was it when you got the deal? Was it when the customer found out? Was it
1: when I was on the phone and by no means was I trying to convince my buyer to come up almost 200 grand on top of his original offer. But I was on the phone and I, I, I wanted him to come home because I knew by far, that it was the best home. Like that's the home they wanted. And I was asking him to come up a lot, but also we weren't gonna go up as much as the other people were and, nice. he, and he agreed to it. And um, I don't feel like I ever sold him on it. I think he, he was sold on it himself. I would never try to convince somebody to spend $6 million. I want them to convince themselves. Um, but it, it felt absolutely incredible getting that deal. So out.
0: do me a favor. Take a deep breath in for a moment, let it out slowly. And I want you as best as you can go back to that moment when the guy said, okay, let's move forward. And when it come up to where you want and you guys get that deal. So go back to that moment when you found out you got that deal. And I want you to see whatever you saw. It could have been your office, uh, wherever you happen to be. 14, and then I want you to, Yeah. And I want you to hear that conversation in your head when you do those two things, when you found out you won and that's going on, where in your body, do you feel that really good feeling? my bank account. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's what real estate's all about.
1: I, so I, I said that because I, it's obviously not the, the full truth. I feel that in a lot of places, but I don't know if I can identify a place. Right. Cool. So that, that all happened. And then I closed or they closed months afterwards. And that's when you get the check. Um, at, by the time you get the check, the excitement's not even there anymore. Oh, makes
0: perfect sense. So is when you got the go ahead. So cool. Thanks for sharing that story. Before we part company, I got uh, three questions for you. Number one, what's a, a piece of advice you'd give realtors in this market to uh, be more confident, be more powerful?
1: Know that you have good intentions and go all out on. Yeah, the
0: intent is so important. If Number you two, you're or-
1: looking out for their best interest. You can't go wrong.
0: Brilliant. Number two, what brings you joy in your work?
1: Having my client's best interest.
0: Nice. One trick pony. I like that. It's.
1: I mean, just because it it goes back to the intention. If you know it's dying on your sword, you know that you're doing everything you can for their best interest. What else can you possibly do? Yeah,
0: I love that. What's one thing you wish you could do better? Like in... You as a realtor, if you could wave a magic wand, what's that one thing you want to be able to do that would just uh, ignite happiness, success, and let you reach the potential you want? What's the one change? Reach my potential. But what's stopping you, do you think? Do you know what's stopping you? Or if you could figure that out and you could break through that, that would be like significant.
1: So m- being more consistent, the question is what I can what? do to become more consistent. consistent? No, cool. not consistent. Consistent. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Superb. Isaac, thank you so much for being on the program. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to our next conversation.
1: Sounds good. Thank you so much.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at NoLimitSelling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming and that is the fastest way to get better results.